wonderful morning out there welcome everyone this morning joining us wherever you're connecting from i want to especially welcome you to another live broadcast this is the potter's gate online broadcast and this is our prophetic prayer school and of course we are also looking into some of the concept that deals with the economy of god as we begin to interact with his counsel and purpose for this brand new day and so i want to welcome you if you're connecting with us this morning wherever you're connecting from all right uh you may be connecting from uh the morning in this part of the world or you're connecting from the, the afternoon side of your world or maybe from the evening wherever you're connecting from this uh, wonderful glorious day i want to specially welcome you to this wonderful live broadcast i want to believe the father this morning to help us to be able to press further into his heart into his mind we're tracking so many things there are various uh, directions and 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 an emphasis of the spirit for this brand new day that the Lord has brought us into. And I guess it is the mandate, <clears throat> excuse me, it is the mandate of a sound prophetic company to find, amen, all of the speakings of God, all of the directions and the directives of the spirit so that we can be fully furnished and be well equipped for what is ahead of us. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Myrtle. Thank you for connecting this morning. We want to bless the Lord for another beautiful, glorious day. Thank you, Brother Mervyn, for connecting this morning. We appreciate uh, your connection. I hope you guys had a wonderful night rest. Well, the Lord has been so good to me in terms of granting me grace to be able to come before him in the place of prayer and just to hear his heart. I think that is nothing as beautiful personally to me. There's nothing as beautiful as being able to pray and then you hear God speaks back to you or highlight things or show you things. I don't think there's anything as wonderful as that. So I'm grateful you know, to the Lord for his grace and goodness, love and mercy over my life, over my family, and just be able to, you know, make declarations over your children and over your household. I think it's a beautiful thing that the Lord is, you know, once again, awakening in my own spirit. And I see that happening, you know, in so many uh, uh, homes and, and family where we just take our place and begin to make declarations. You know, uh, I mean, I, I actually envy that. I wish I wish I was, I, I mean, I was the one lying on the bed, you know, and my father, you know, making proclamation upon my life and making declarations upon my life. I mean, I'm sure my life would have been, you know, much better. But I, I'm still grateful to where I am today. But it's a beautiful thing to to find yourself in a in a position where you're able to pray while your children are just you know sleeping there innocently lying there, and you're making decrees and you're making proclamation upon their life, and you're shaping their life and shaping their destiny. All right, in the power of words, I I, I think it's a beautiful thing. So welcome everyone this morning. Thank you, Sister Dione, Brother Derek. Thank you, everyone, my dear sister and Kumisa. Thank you for connecting this morning. I appreciate everyone connecting with us this morning. Well, we are tracking some very important uh, um, principles in the word of God. All right. We know that the Lord has brought us into this reality of what we define as, amen, the new day. And like we explained yesterday, the new day is not just some you know uh, uh something that we come into in the natural human realm all right that we are looking into while wow, that is new newness is defined by the quality of our spiritual position and engagement in the things of the spirit newness is is captured in the in the reality of being able to walk in the awareness of what is demanded as the as the spirit of god brings us into the next phase of his purpose we define that as newness all right and sometimes in 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 coming into newness 
place. There has to be shaking. There has to be tremors. There has to be earthquakes. All right. And so we are not afraid, amen, of all that has happened in terms of bringing us to where we are. We understand that certain things needs to happen in the earth. All right. Whatever happens in the earth is because they are permitted in the spirit. And because we are spiritual people, we are able to understand, we are able to connect, we are able to align, amen, our, our frequencies and, 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 and signals in the spirit to what is going on. So the human natural realm, material realm does not really affect or impact our life in terms of our spiritual position. Yes, we may face things in the natural realm that may cause us to have, you know, a, a, a period of lack or need or even certain challenges. But we, we do not allow those things to, to affect or shift our spiritual position because we understand for us to be able to move forward, all right, there has to be friction, there has to be, you know, a challenge. God says, I will shake everything that can be shaken for one reason, for one reason, at least according to the scripture we read in the, in the book of, uh, um, Hosea, uh, uh, it says, it says, so that the desires of men, the desires of men might come to me. So we understand the context of all the shaking. Amen. It's for the desire of the nation. It's for our desire. Amen. It's for everything that is not of him in our life to give way. Yes. Yes. I like that scripture that, you know, in Hebrews that says, okay, you know, we, we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. While things are being shaken around us within our lives, amen. We, in the midst of all of that, we are receiving a kingdom. Hallelujah. What a, what, what a position to be. What a, what a con concept of existence, all right? That in the midst of all the, you know, you know, uh, challenges and 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 resistance and you know uh, you know disengagement all of the things that is happening in the earth amen is to bring us to a place to a point where we can receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken so as we continue to move from mount sinai amen and journey towards mount zion the place of perfected beauty we need to put into context all of the things that will there's going to be happening along the way along the path amen let's not focus our mind like we looked at yesterday let's not focus our mind on the on those things when we focus our mind on those things we will get distracted. We will get burnout. We will get confused. We will get, you know, a, a, a disorientation. You know, disorientated. Excuse me. And that, and that's what the devil wants. The enemy wants us to be disorientated. He wants to, he wants to shake us. All right. Jesus said to Peter, "The enemy has come to sift you." I mean, <laughs> yes, Peter with Jesus. Peter is with Jesus. I mean, what better place could you be? Peter was with Jesus and the scripture says the Lord the Lord said to Peter he said the devil has come to has come to receive a permission <laughs> that you may be sifted that you may be shaken and and guess what the Lord did not say well you're, it's not going to happen he said when you stand when you go through the test and you stand, amen, it says make sure that your brothers amen, stand. So that, that is the context that we have to begin to look into as we engage, amen. I call it interacting with, amen, the, the new realities, the new normals as they call it, amen. Whatever it is, whatever name we give it, but we understand that there's going to be resistance. We understand there's going to be challenges. We understand that the enemy, amen, is not going to fold his hand, amen, and just watch us come into, amen, that which the Lord has ordained and prepared for us in this brand new day that if we're going to enter into this new season we have to be determined 
And this determination is not going to be done by might. It's not going to be done by, you know, the brutal power of the soul. It's going to be, amen, based on our, you know, continual engaging in the things of the spirit. Remaining in that position, in that path where our spirit is daily renewed. It daily renewed our strength, amen, like that of an eagle. We have to, amen, wait on the Lord, amen. Waiting on the Lord is not, you know, to have a position of standing, amen. Waiting on the Lord is listening to his instructions, amen, is listening to his direction, is giving ourselves, amen, to that which the Spirit of God is saying and demanding, is allowing the Spirit of God to show us what is going on around us, amen, and know how to engage so that we are not confused, we are not, you know, we don't find ourselves. I find something very interesting this morning while I was thinking about this concept, one position of strength and vision and understanding, amen, does not necessarily define and determine the next, amen, position of strength and, and, and focus in the things of the Spirit. One day, amen, of walking in the power of the Spirit and allowing, amen, the, the, the voice of God and the Word of God to lead us, hallelujah, into a new season does not mean that we can, we can if you will, it, import that which amen we have received that has led us that has brought us the word that has led us and has brought us amen from one season amen does not necessarily have the ability and the power to to define and determine the next season and that i was looking into in the life of you know noah remember we're tracking noah we're tracking Noah. I mean, Noah in all of the things that the Lord did in his life, hundred and, you know, uh, uh, 30 years plus, they're about, amen, coming out of, you know, bondage and servitude, coming out of, you know, a, a, a perversion, wickedness, you know, unrighteousness, all of these things, the Lord brought him out, amen, by the power of, of this ark that he himself built. In all of that, that was a word in season given to Noah. Amen. And he, he lived that life in faithfulness. He was committed to all of the things. Amen. The Lord gave to him. Only for him to come to the next season in chapter 9. We're seeing him. Amen. Interacting with life. Amen. And him basically collapsing under, under the power of the new day. And, and I find that very interesting. Don't you think so? I find that very, very interesting. That we can be so sighted, we can we can have a my understanding, a regarding God's prophetic plan and program, amen, for a season in of our life. That amen, I mean, and we've seen that. How is it that we look at certain men of God that we we honor, we respect? I mean, there are people that I once knew that wow, this man when they speak is like. You, you can tremble at their words. They, they've got a sense of understanding. They've got a sense of vision of what God, amen, is doing in the season. Only for them to come to the next season and to collapse like a placard. Only for them, all right, to give in. Only for their, for their knees to begin to, you know, wumble and, and, and find themselves collapsing, capitulating under, amen, the intensity of the new day. So that tells us. Now, when we step into new season, we have to come back. We have to take the posture of a child again. Because coming into new season, amen, is entering new realities, amen, in the things of God, in the kingdom of God. Is coming into new understanding. Hallelujah. We cannot come with an idea of, well, 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 don't you know who I was back, you know, in those days. Those days are over. Those days could be yesterday, friends. <laughs> those days could be, you know, two weeks ago. 
So, so the, 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 the things that we understood that the Lord spoke to us regarding, amen, uh, 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 pre-corona, hallelujah, to, to, to this position, we have to go back again and begin to receive instruction. Now that we are beginning to see an opening and a leading and God is beginning to give us breakthrough, even in the world of science, they're beginning to have some sense of idea of what this corona is. Even, you know, drugs are coming to be able to, you know, mitigate these things and all of that. All these are signs to us that we don't just drop our guards. We don't just get to the point as a oh, finally. No, no. We have to go back to the Lord. Amen. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, uh, 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 the mother of, you know, of Samson. Remember when we're tracking Samson? All right. When we're tracking Samson, the, the, the parents of Samson said the, to the angel, all right, how do we raise this child? How do we engage this new day? How do we connect with that which, amen, you want this child to do? Samson, amen, is a key into a new season. As, as Noah was, amen, a key into a new season, so was Samson. So was Moses, amen. All of these guys, all of these men, amen, they carry something that we need. I was checking the scripture. This scripture is going to excite you. I was checking the scripture this morning and, 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 and I saw the scripture. It just, I mean, something, something lifted in my spirit. Now look at the scripture. Look at the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse, uh, uh, um, I don't know why I just, I, I just go so fast when, when I'm preaching. I try sometimes. I think when I'm, when I'm declaring prophetic, prophetic word, I just release it. But when I'm teaching, I, 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 see, I see that I'm a different person. I've got that sense of just calmness. So, so pardon me because I'm, I'm aware that I, sometimes I speak very fast and uh, I don't even finish some sentence before I just jump into the next one. So please pardon me. <laughs> all right that is what you talk about having sight all right uh, having having sight to your own blind spots all right okay first corinthians chapter 10 verse 10 and i'm going to look at 11 also it says and and do not complain this is an admonition all right that paul was you know drawing in terms of you know uh, 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 the, the life of the children of israel I mean, during their journey in the wilderness okay so Paul is co comparing this, all right, to to you know to encourage, to you know to motivate, if you will, and, and to exalt in you know, the Corinthian church. So this is basically taking a, a scripture, all right, from the Old Testament, bringing it into the New, which of course we all need to do. So it says, and do not complain, as some of them did, and they were killed by the destroyer, by the dis by the destroying angel, all right. It says, and do not complain as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. Verse 11. Now, listen to this. Now these things happen to them as an example, as example, happen to them as examples. These things happen to them as examples and were written down as warning for us. I mean, that's, that's powerful. In other words, all of the things that we read about our 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 brethren under the old testament the fathers amen the scripture says all the things that happened to them particularly the negative things all right the mistakes their failures amen so this is why we're looking at some excuse me we're looking at you know uh, uh, noah all right we can't just look at the good part of noah we also need to look at in fact the the, the mistakes of noah helps us better 
all right we don't have to fall into the same mistake and this is why we have to look at this as we deal with amen the place of the new day in the in in, in particularly in the place of prayer and intercession we have to know how to posture our heart. Remember that prayer and intercession must be translated to lifestyle. When we pray and when we intercede, what we pray and what the Lord speaks to us in the place of prayer must become that which we wear, that which we put on. Amen. We are being we are being we are being dressed right now. All right. We've been undressed from the victory of yesterday and even from the defeat of yesterday. So each day we have to wear, amen, that which is relevant for us to be able to, you know, engage and connect and stand, amen, and walk, amen, in the demand, in the prophetic demand of God, all right? That is what we are doing. So when we come like this to pray, what are we doing? We are undressing and redressing, amen. That's why we will never be tired because remember... Each day is new before the Lord. This is a new day. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Every day is new. So every day you need to dress. You need to change. Particularly in the season of, you know, uh, 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 the, you know the, the, what do you call it now? Where we are in the season of, uh, we're in winter season. All right. So you can see my, my dress code has changed. Now I've got to, I've got about three. I've got this one. I've got another one on the inside. In fact, I think I've got four. What well, is one? This is one. There's another one. Then I've got a, you know, another t-shirt on the inside. So you've got to dress for the season. All right. You, you cannot, you cannot depend on, you know, uh, uh, the dress code of, of yesterday to engage a man that, 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 that which is defined to be new. This is a new day. The Bible says every day is new before the Lord. So that means that the things that the Lord will be doing, be speaking, how the Lord will be directing us, amen, will be totally different from how we how we engaged that yesterday. Have you noticed that in the scripture that Jesus does not perform, amen, the same kind of miracle? This Jesus does not use the same method, amen, to perform miracle twice. No, no, no. You, you will never find where Jesus used the same miracle, the same pattern of uh, or method of, or, you know, of engaging or performing miracle twice. You will never find it. All right? He performs miracles every day, but he uses different methods. And that is a concept of the spirit that we have to learn. All right, That every day we have to allow our spirit, amen, to grow, to engage into that which is required for the day. Amen. That we are not, we are not depending on the strength of yesterday. That's the key word. We're not depending on, on what, amen, on the victory of yesterday. As much as there are lessons we need to learn from yesterday, of course, if there's anything we need to learn from yesterday, amen, at the lesson there are lessons that we can learn amen from yesterday from the things that happened to to men to people amen you know to to the body to the church to the nations amen it gives us an advantage all right if we are people of wisdom we should be learning from amen yesterday but we should not make the same mistake particularly if the lord has shifted from that thing you don't want to rebuild that to which the lord shifted or moved away from you don't want to go back and start embracing paul said i mean he said he said what to to me if i go and start rebuilding the things amen that i use my own hand to destroy i mean it's a dog that goes back to his vomit we don't want to go back to those things so we want to believe god for newness newness means progression newness means advancing amen newness means stepping further press proceeding towards amen that which the spirit of god if we're spiritual people amen we should be engaging in the newness of god we should be interacting amen with new things all right uh, because all of these things are coming from god amen the, the, the father is is eternal in terms of his his revelation we will never get to a point in our walk with god where we think we have no everything we have we have uh, uh, there's no arrival in the things of the spirit and and that to me that's something that i i i, I like to re-emphasize because a lot of people have come to a point in their life where they think they have reached they have reached their calling their purpose there's nothing like that 
And I'm sorry to say, this is, this is something that we need to really look into because you know, some of the great men of God in the, in the past preach on this thing. All right? Your purpose. Your purpose is not, is not, is not, you know, it's not terror. Your purpose is, is, is a movement in the things of God. The more God moves, the more you move with him. The more God, amen, you know, shows himself in a new light, the more you want to be there. You understand? I could remember Miles Moreau wrote a powerful book, amen. And when I read that book, you understand, you always write about purpose and all of that. And I, I mean, I mean, this is something that you, 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 you I mean, I've, I've shared on this. Even when I was in Nigeria, a lot of people, wow, you know, you, you want to, ch I'm not challenging, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Miles Moreau. I mean, I mean, he's gone to be with the Lord now, but I'm just challenging the idea, the concept, because when you build the things of God and you build, you build it around, you know, one purpose, then there's a tendency for people to get to that point. All right, and the thing that they've arrived. All right, we have not arrived regardless of what we build or what we come into because there's always the next phase in the things of the spirit. So when you get to a point, you say, well, my calling is to be a pastor and to, you know, to start a church and build a church. You've got to understand that beyond building a church, I mean, I understand that building a church or running God knows what, amen, you know, captures your attention and you tend to want to focus on that thing that you, you believe you've been called to do. But that thing might just be something the Lord will have you do, you know, temporary. Like I always say, with my own personal life and the life of so many other people, even the, the you know, the, the man who began all of this, you know, the, the idea of purpose and all of that, you know, Kenneth Higgins, he himself had to correct himself. I had to say, well, I think I made a mistake. I thought I was called to, you know, to, you know, to, to, you know, to pastor and to do all of this, only for him to realize that that's not what God called him. So we know in part and therefore we prophesy in part. Let's not make the path, amen, the whole. That's the problem. That's a problem we have in the church. And that's a problem that has led a lot of us to the point where so many great men, all right, have, have met their demise. They, they fell, they collapsed because suddenly they've achieved what they believe is their purpose. So what next to do? Well, let's just build an empire. Let's build a kingdom here. And so they're just, you know, extending and extending, but they're no longer moving into the greater things because somebody told them that that is their purpose and they believe that that is their purpose and that is it. No, God, God can allow us to move, amen, in what I call seasonal purpose. We can, we, can, we can have an understanding of what God wants us to do for the next season of our life. And we don't know if that next season is two months, two years, amen, three years, five years, ten years, thirty years. Whatever that season is, amen, we have to give all our best. The Bible says David served his generation, all right, and he was longing to step into the next. They said, no, you've done your time. So we have to know how to we have to know how to change, how to move. Amen. We, we have to allow the Lord to continually turn us, to pour us from system to system, so that all that He has ordained and desired for us, amen, can come into fruition. I want to, I want to enter into all the full reality of that which God has for me. So is my prayer for you. I want you to fully function in all of the grace. You see, it is it is the limitation of our mind and ideology, particularly when it comes to you know theology that says to us all right that we cannot multitask in the things of the spirit we can multitask in the things of the spirit we can multitask because amen god god gives us the bible says to one he gave a talent to one he gave two to one he gave three we have to understand the capacity that has been given to us and within that which has been given to us we have to understand how to function in all of the full reality of god's intention the more we grow in the spirit the more the spirit of god will be leading us even to the place that we want we don't want to go 
All right, somebody says purpose is when you feel drawn to that thing. But the scripture says a day is going to come, you will be led to a place you don't want to go. How do you marry that scripture? How do you balance such a scripture? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it takes, it takes, amen, working with the spirit because sometimes, you know, a, a, a occasion brings you into certain things. And, and maybe you were never prepared for it, but somehow those things have been deposited in your spirit. You just know that you need to do something, but you 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 look like you're not qualified. You, you It seems as if you don't have what it takes. I don't know why I'm talking about this now, but I guess somebody needed to hear this this morning. You feel, well, I, 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 I never prepared for this, but occasion brought in there. And suddenly, I mean, Esther, I, I, I do not believe that amen, Esther ever dreamt one day to be amen, <laughs> the queen amen, of, of, of a nation that she was taking cap, you know, captivity to. A nation she was taking captive to. I, never, I do not believe that Esther ever dreamt that one day that she was going to be hallelujah, a queen. She was just a, 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 you know, a slave girl. But guess what? Heaven, you see, what I'm saying is there are things that heaven has planned and programmed over our life that we are not even aware of until occasion bring you into certain places, into certain people, amen, and they stir those things up, alright? You, you know, there are certain things you will never believe that you can do until you come into certain atmosphere. When you meet certain people, you know, they steer certain things in your life that you don't even know is there. They, you know, you just come into certain reality. Wow, you're like, I never knew this thing. Yes, that's a power, amen, of connection and networking and, 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 and mutual relationship. When you meet, when you come into certain places. I mean, look at, look at, look at Saul. Saul never knew that he could prophesy until he came into the company, amen, of the prophets. To the point that the prophets were saying, as the, the sons of the prophets say, as Saul also become one of the sons of the prophets. <laughs> because they could not believe. They, I mean, we know this guy. There's nothing prophetic about this guy. Suddenly, you know, atmosphere, amen. Atmosphere can change us and can bring us, amen, into a deeper reality of God's purpose for our life. Amen. The place, the relationship, the people, amen, you, 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 you relate with, the people you connect with, the place you go, hallelujah, can steer, you know association can steer you 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 meet certain people suddenly you realize i never knew i could draw suddenly you because you're you're, you're befriending somebody that could that's an artist that could draw that is painting or that is into all sorts of things or that it's even into music you never knew that you could sing because the the atmosphere the the environment you grew up in never really you know gave you the opportunity and see yourself as one that can sing only for you to come among certain people and um, you know they just say well, okay why don't you just i ah, know me no i don't sing no no why don't you just just try it we just need somebody to give us a backup and you open your mouth and everybody's like, wow. And you yourself is like, you jump out of your own skin. You're looking, did I just, <laughs> yes, yes. So it's important that we understand that the things of the spirit unfold in season. And that's why we have to track with God. The point that I'm making is, as we journey with God, let's not conclude that we have arrived. Let's continue to track, amen. Let's continue to tiptoe into the next dimension. And this is very important. This is wisdom. This is wisdom so that we don't get to a point in our walk with God and think, well, we have arrived. That's what the, that was the mistake that, you know, uh, 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 Noah, you know, made. He thought, well, yes, now that he, he's been brought to the, to the, you know, to the mountains of, uh, of uh, uh, Ararat and now they have been brought out. Suddenly he stepped into what he loved. 
He stepped into, the Bible says that he was a, he was a man of the field. I've not forgotten 1 Corinthians. We're going to come back there. The Bible says he was a man of the field, all right? And he planted a vineyard, all right? And at that point, you see, his, 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 his sense of, you know, a, a skill, his own personal sense of skill and ability to do and his, and his sense of engagement, all right? Kicked, because this is what he loved. The Bible says he was a man, he's a man of the field. He loved, he loved, he loved you know, he loved planting things. He loved it. And when you love things, like I said yesterday, all right, if we're not careful, that is the place that the enemy gets us because in your place of love, you become vulnerable. Love is very vulnerable. Love is very vulnerable. If you're not careful, if you, if you don't know how to, you know, you know, bring in discipline to the things that you love. Because, you see, when you love things or you love people, you, 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 you love certain things. You see, there's always this sense of self-confidence that you don't even think of I need to go ask the Lord. I need to wait on the Lord. I need to depend on Him. All right, it's like you've been doing this thing all your life, Amen. You can close your eyes to do these things. Where you see that is where we become vulnerable. That is the most dangerous place to be. All right, that in your sense of strength and skill can become the place of your burial ground. We need to be careful. And I'm saying this, Amen, as we begin to interact with this new day, because eh, the Lord may start opening certain doors for us. Have you noticed that? You know, uh, 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 um. Noah was not defeated amen, by something strange. He was defeated in the, in, the, in the circle of the things that he loved. Noah was defeated in the circle of the things that he felt so confident in doing. And to me, that is very important. Now listen, why am I bringing this scripture out? You, 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 you hear now. The Bible says in verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now this thing happened to them as, an, as, as, as examples. And were written, amen, and were written down as warning for us. Examples and warning. Alright? So we can learn from them, but they are also warning. Amen? This thing happened to them as examples, amen, and are written down as warning for us. So we learn from their mistake as warning for us. Listen to this. Listen to this. As warning for us on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come upon. I love the translation that says of whom the culminations of the ages have come upon. I mean, I almost jumped out of my skin this morning when, I, when this scripture came alive in my spirit. It says we are the one of whom the fulfillment, the culminations, amen, the, 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 the confluence of the age. So basically, we're saying that the responsibility upon us, amen, as people living in this season of the end, in this season of, amen, of, of, of the nearness of the kingdom, amen, is even more greater, amen, than the responsibility that, you know, that, that, that was laid upon those be behind us. Those who have gone, you know, gone before us. We have to understand that right now we live in a day, we live in a time that is called the culmination, the fulfillment. So certain things are being fulfilled that have been proclaimed, that have been declared, that will begin to happen in what is called, amen, the culmination of the ages. Ages are made up of philosophy, ideologies, you know, beliefs, powers, you know, you know, both positive and negative. When you come, I mean, it's like you're saying, this is this is the fi finality. This is this is the this is the overall. This is this is where amen things are being summarized. This is the point where everything is gonna come to an end. You're coming, you have come into the culminations of the ages, of the ages. Begin to think of all the ages. 
begin to think of all the ages that have passed. We are coming into the fulfillment. So, first of all, we have to know amen, the things that made people succeed in, in past ages and made them fail. You have, to, you have to understand all of that. You have to understand the different uh, you know, meanings and, 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 and impact of the ages. You've got to understand. You understand that in every age, there are certain things that are established in the earth. Every age has certain, you know, uh, uh, if you will, impressions that was brought to the earth. Certain ages, amen, had you know, certain understanding. Amen. That was added to humanity. Amen. Ages. Amen. Define the the, the the growth, the development, or maybe the collapse. Amen. Of the of humanity. So we have to understand. Amen. The age of Adam. The age. Amen. Of of Noah. We have to understand the age of Enoch. Come on. We have to understand the age of Joshua. The age. Amen. Of Joseph. We have to understand the age of Ruth. Of Deborah. Of Abigail. We have to understand the age of Elijah. Listen to this. All of these ages, all of these people represent, amen, an age. Because there was something unique that God did in their time. That's what defines an age. You see, we have entered into a new age right now. And in this age, there are certain things that is happening both positively and negatively that we have to be aware of. Amen. Because we are the culmination. We are the generation of the culmination of the bringing together of all the ages. So this is basically the summary. The summary of all the ages speaks to us, amen, of the appearance of our Lord Jesus, of the coming of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The, the, the culminations of the ages, amen, speaks, amen, to how near, how close, amen, the, 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 the coming, the appearing, the manifestation of the kingdom of God. So you see what I'm saying? You see why we have to look at this? So this is not the age to sleep. This is not the age to doze up. This is not the age to get drunk. <laughs> This is not the age, hallelujah, to go into stupor. This is not the age, amen, to, to be carnal. This is not the age to remain a babe. This, is, this age demands that we mature. Unto whom the culmination, the fulfillment of the ages has come. Listen to this. Verse 12 says, so the one who thinks he is standing, let him take care. Let him take heed, lest he falls. Did you see what? We're tracking, you know, Noah. Because when Noah got to the to the end of his age and stepped into the new age, into a new age, amen? And that is not some, you know, new age teaching now. This, the new age means he stepped into a new season. All right? Before somebody says, this guy is preaching new age. All right? God moves, amen, in seasons and in ages. Amen? There was an age that Jesus was born. Amen? There was a time, there was a season. That age that Jesus was born shifts something in the earth. The age that Jesus died, shift something. Every time, amen, God's prophetic counsel step into the earth. Listen to this. Every time God's prophetic counsel, God's prophetic intention becomes manifest in the earth, there is a shift in the age. This is powerful. This is powerful. Every time, amen, God's prophetic, listen, we are tracking. Oh, my Bible is somewhere there. Every time, amen, we step into or we enter into a new day. The word new day and a new age is still the same thing. 
new season, new age. Amen. It's still the same thing. Let's not allow the devil to hijack a word and we say, oh, this is this word is for the devil. The, the devil does not make any word. This is what the scripture says here. The fulfillment of all the ages. If you check the meaning and the, in fact, maybe I should just quickly do this. Listen to this. I'm just checking the definition of, of the age, of an age or ages. It says the length of time that a person live or that a thing or excuse me let me take that again the length of time that a person has lived or a thing has existed the length of time that a person amen lived or a thing existed existed all right so this is very <clears throat> this is very important age represent the length of time the length of time the length of time that a person has lived of course, Jesus lived, amen, for 33 years. Amen. But the, the prophetic age that he ushered in was not 33 years. The prophetic age, amen, the prophetic age that Jesus ushered in through his birth, amen, was a culmination of what began of a prophetic word that was released, amen, in, in the garden. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to send amen, my son. He's going to bruise amen, your head and you will bruise his heel. So that, that, that season amen, that Jesus was born, amen, ushered in amen, a new age, an age, hallelujah, where the prophetic intentions of God shifted, moved into amen, a new season. Did you get that, friends? Just like amen, the things that I knew. Back while I was a young, a young teenager, all right, you know, maybe 35, 40 years ago, all right, there were things that I knew, there were things that I did in for God, hallelujah, that were good, but were not as, were not as mature and, 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 and connected and, and, and imposing, amen, amen, to the past of darkness as what I knew right now, amen, because a new age has dawned upon me. As we advance in the things of the spirit, amen, we advance in age. And this age speaks into, amen, the, our operations of the ministry of wisdom. This age speaks into, amen, our ability to interact, amen, with the things of God and our capacity to engage the powers of darkness. To push them. So the more we grow in the things of God, hallelujah, the more we advance, hallelujah, in the things of the spirit, the more, amen, the ages of God comes upon us. This age, amen, it's not, the, it's not just as we define it here, it's not just about the length of time we live on earth, Jesus lived 33 years, amen, but he fulfills something that is still being fulfilled today in the earth. So this is the age of Christ. In the, within the context of the age of Christ, hallelujah, there are things unfolding. There are reality being birthed in the earth. There are, there, are, there are things, amen, that heaven is unfolding, bringing us into. There are some of us, listen to this, there are some of you, that you will never have come into the age that you came into until you collided with Isaiah Phillips. Isaiah Phillips, via the grace of God upon his life, brought you into a new sphere, a new understanding that brought you into a mature age. Remember the age now is not just about age in terms of age number amen is about our our advancement is about our walk in the things of the spirit that is how we track ages 
But guess what? When God amen, ushers in an age, so does the devil. Within the context of the age of God, there are certain powers, certain spirit, amen, that also go into operation to try to stop, to try to hinder, to try to kill. When Jesus was born, tell me, when, did they try to kill him? Of course they tried to kill him. <laughs> I mean, things were so difficult that in the age of Christ, that in the age that Christ was born, guess what? The Bible says there was not even a room for him to be born. The Bible says there was no room. Can you imagine? There was no place for this Christ, this Christ, Christ child to be born. That is how the devil makes sure that he seized every opportunity. But there was a manger. It was, it was ordained for. I said there was a manger. And, and these are things we have to track in the spirit, all right? So, so Noah was an age, and Noah is teaching us something, amen? Just like David was an age, and David is teaching us something. They say, and the definition of age is the length of time. Listen, time is designed to serve purpose. Time is designed to serve purpose. You can live for, for 80 years, 90 years, and never come into God's eternal counsel and purpose for your life. You have wasted time. Time is a commodity, amen, that can enhance purpose, amen, or can hinder you, or can block you, amen, from entering into the things of the Spirit. It all depends on what you are exposed to. It all, it all depends on who you are exposed to. It all depends on how you are able to connect and see, amen, certain people that can help you fast track the purpose of God for your life. When you when you come into that reality amen time is being enhanced and time becomes valuable to some people time means nothing to them they just wake up they go to work amen they come back home they sit down they watch netflix or watch show max and that's it and they play game time means nothing to them they have no sense of the usage of time all right time is working against them amen they are not working in the consciousness of god's purpose the only time time serves you is when you walk amen in the reality of god's counsel and purpose jesus showed us how to maximize time 33 years he finished the job so it's not about the length of time that matters it is how we are excited, how we are connected, amen, to the heart of God. Because the more we are connected to the heart of God, to the intentions of God, the more we, are know, the more we know how to utilize time. You see, this moment where I am right now is one of the best time, one of the best moments of my life. When I'm sharing the word of God with people, when I'm connecting the heart, amen, of people to their prophetic intention, this is, if I die at this moment right now, I will be the most happiest person. I'll be so confident. You know why? Because I'm fulfilling, I'm fulfilling, I'm fulfilling God's intention for my life. I'm carrying out what I, you say, how do you know that? Oh, I, 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 I so know that I'm in the, in the will of God for my life. Why? Because I am touching the life of people. People are coming into a realization of their purpose and their destiny. I am realizing that heaven, amen, has positioned me to be a father of the nation, to, to awaken a generation, to come into destiny. I'm helping people to, you know, tap into their potential, into their grace, and they're fulfilling it. Ah, what else do I want on earth? What else am I looking for? I'm fulfilling purpose. And like I always say, purpose is terror. <laughs> when, when, when the spirit, amen, ceases, we enter the next phase. What's the next phase? I don't know. <laughs> amen. But I cannot tell you, this is all that the Lord will have me to do. But this is part of all, amen, the Lord will have me do. 
We don't make the path the whole. And we don't make, amen, 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 the, the things that is been unfolding, amen, still unfolding, and, and conclude that we have entered the full reality. No, we don't. We know in part, and therefore we are prophesying. To prophesy means to proclaim and to declare. So what you know is what you proclaim and you declare. So what are we doing? We are coming into, amen, the fullness of the ages. This is what scripture said. This is what Paul was saying to the Corinthian church. So they say age is defined as the length of time that a person has lived. The thing they didn't tell us, amen, is, amen, is that person fulfilling purpose. But we're looking at age here. So to human definition, age amen, is the length of time. Amen. But to kingdom definition, age is not just the length of time. Hallelujah. Age amen, is the awakening, is the awareness of the divine counsel and the purpose of God that we are fulfilling in the earth. Hallelujah. To the past of darkness, age, amen, is the awakening of certain spirits that has been sleeping. All right. Today, amen, the, the spirit of the Namphilians have been awakened. The spirit, amen, of Jezebel is being awakened. As we are coming to the culminations of the ages, amen, so are the powers of darkness, amen. These are days where, 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 where you, you find, you know, spirits like, you know, Jezebel being awakened. These are days where you find, you know, spirits like, uh, you know, uh, 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 what was this guy now? Judas being awakened. Being awakened. That we will have some among us. Hallelujah. Whom have allowed themselves, amen, to, you know, to be, to be compromised by the powers of darkness. Who will sell their master for a pot of pottage. For 30 shekels of silver. So we have to be aware of all of this. And, 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 and capture these things before they begin to operate within our lives. We have to walk in the fullness amen, of, God's, of God's counsel for this age. And we're saying the fullness of God's counsel for this age. Like Paul defined it here. Amen. He said he is said, the full reality. Is the full measure of all the things that have happened in time past. Everything happened in time past. Are now happening. Are now coming together. Yes. This is the point where all of the spirit are meeting. It's like this is the convergence of you know the, the the spirit of you know uh, 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 what do you call it now Judas the spirit of you know Jezebel and the and the and the Goliaths amen that have been awakened the spirit of Pharaoh all of this evil spirit this is the age this is their culmination amen but still this is the age where hallelujah Enoch is being awakened hallelujah where Ezekiel is being awakened hallelujah where the spirit of Elijah and Moses amen where the spirit of you know you know what do you call her now you know Elizabeth Deborah hallelujah Abigail come on all of this powerful women of God all of this men of God remember women in the church are representatives of the church Excuse me, women in the scripture, particularly women who, who walked, hallelujah, in the light of God's counsel are representative, amen, of the church or resource. That's why, amen, uh, at the term wisdom, amen, is, is, is reflective, is used, amen, as, as, you know, as, as, as a woman, amen. Sophia, the wisdom of God, hallelujah, is a reflection of a woman. So when we talk about women in the church, it's important that we understand, amen, that they play a major role. And that's why the devil wants to destroy women. And that's why the devil, amen, is mad at women in this, in this nation. We have to see all of this context. So when we're praying, when we're standing in the gap, we, we've got to have a governmental position of engaging and protecting our women. None of this ungodly political, political, whatever they're talking about. When we deal with amen, issues of women in our nation, we have to deal with it from a 
powerful governmental prophetic understanding hallelujah that we understand that women represent the church that women amen are the, are the expressions of the wisdom of God that women are given the capacity amen to manage and to resource the things of God amen so when the devil destroys them amen he destroys our ability amen you know to, to, to produce and to be to 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 bring forth, amen, the counsels of God. So we have to love the women. We have to protect them. We have to guide them, hallelujah. And we have to secure them within, hallelujah, the, 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 the garden called Eden. We have to do that as men, amen. And of, of course, as a nation, we have to understand the value. This is, a, this is a nation that has lost value and importance for women. And that's something, I, I just picked that in my spirit. And that's something we have to fight. We have to deal with it. We have to deal with that spirit. Is a spirit of destruction. And that spirit is, is destroying women because he wants to destroy the seed. Because you see, they are the carriers of the seed. Alright? Listen to this. When there are when when there are no women, we may have a seed, but we do not have a womb to birth them. So 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 your seed dies, amen. Premature, unborn. We don't want that. We want to we want to step into the reality, amen, of God's counsel and purpose. All of this we're saying, amen. You see, these are all things we've got to track in the spirit. Can you see as I'm speaking that you see how God is drawing all kinds of frequency? We have to understand all of this and position ourselves and position ourselves, amen, in the place of governmental intercession. We have to position ourselves. We must not allow the enemy to take advantage of our ignorance. That's what the devil did in the life, amen, of Noah. He was cited. For a season. It got to a new day. It got to a new season. He goofed. He fell. I mean he cursed the thing that he himself guarded. He, 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 you built an ark to guide, to lead, to protect your family. Only for you to bring your family to a new season. Only for you to kill, you know, you know curse your last born. You see. We have to learn from that. This is what Paul is saying. Now this thing happened to them as examples. And we are written down as warning for us. So that when you begin to track this thing, you know how to walk. Alright? That, that when you are walking and relaxing, amen, in the cool of the day, hallelujah, and you see a damsel having a bath, amen, you, you, you remove your eyes and you make, you make a decree. My eyes shall not behold iniquity. That's David for you. So that, amen, the almighty David do, do, do not find, amen, himself being captured and being collapsed, hallelujah, just by what we call the lust of the eyes. Are you getting the point that I'm making? That in the day where we finish fasting and we are hungry, and the enemy comes and whispers to your ears, turn the stone to bread. You know why? Because he knows you've got the power. That you say to the devil, sorry, I do not respond and I do not use. You know, I was praying this morning. And for the first time, it struck me. Because remember, the Bible talk about the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Remember the sevenfold spirit of God. The Bible talk about the spirit of power and the fear of God. I hope I'm not mistaken, you know, mistaking it now. Yeah. The spirit of counsel. And, no, no. <laughs> Before I make a mistake, let me, let, me, let me just quickly check that scripture. Isaiah chapter 11. I'm going to show you something. Because this is very important. Isaiah, Isaiah, where are you? Okay, Isaiah 11. Thank you, Father. We bless your name. Listen to this. Isaiah 11, let's take it from verse 1. A shoot will come up from the stem 
of Jesse. From his root, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. Yes, I'm, I'm right. The spirit of counsel. Counsel and power must go together. The Lord brought that to my, you know, to my, you know, to my understanding this morning. He says, where, where, there is, where there is true counsel, there is power to execute. I said, wow, I never saw it like that before. He said, yes, that's why it's a revelation. Where there is, where there is true counsel, there is power to execute. You cannot execute. You don't have the right to use power, the power of God, the authority of God, if amen, you are not walking in the spirit of counsel. Listen to this. Counsel is what is imparted into you. Counsel is not what you have. Counsel is what is imparted to you. Counsel is what you receive. So if you don't, if you don't have amen, the desire, if you are not humble to, to listen to other people, guess what? You are not going to walk in the spirit. Because this is a spirit that is given to you earlier, through the ministry of others. Counsel. You go to receive counseling. Come on. You go to receive wisdom. You go to hear. You go to learn. So I, I appreciate those of you every morning. Because I, sometimes I say to the Lord, Lord, these people, they, these people are just hungry. I mean, they're here. They're here. They want this thing. Guess what? That is the spirit of counsel working in your life. And God, I appreciate that. It's not like you don't know. But you want to know more. And you want to have a better understanding. And God, I appreciate that. That is part, amen, of the ministry of the spirit. Because that you can only receive counsel when you are what? Humble, yes. Bible says the meek will inherit the earth. So if you are not humble, you do not have a sense, amen, of counsel. Because it takes, it takes a humble person to receive counsel. Have you noticed that certain people, there's nothing you tell them. They will never receive it. They will never take it. In fact, before you start speaking, they tell you 10. They know better than you. They know better than you. So what do you do? You keep quiet. And that's one thing about the Holy Spirit. The moment you come to the Holy Spirit, you know, you know showing an attitude of, I know, you know, I understand. Guess what? The Holy Spirit will be mute. And I think that is me. When, when you begin to, uh, you know, <laughs> you know I, I keep quiet. Because what do you tell somebody who is not, you know, submissive to learn? Some, somebody that is not teachable. Any person that is not teachable or I cannot receive what is called the spirit of counsel. And guess what the Bible says? When did the spirit of truth come? He will lead you. He will counsel you into all truth. But this is not something that is just limited to somebody say, well, I only listen to the Holy Spirit. You lie. <laughs> because the Holy Spirit uses, amen, gifts that he has placed in the church, amen, to speak to us. The Holy Spirit will use your husband to speak to you. So if you cannot listen to your husband, guess what? Because that's, that's in fact, that is one of the ministry of, of, you know, of a husband in the house, amen. He is to counsel you. He is to speak to you. That's part of his position, his grace, his ministry, amen, to counsel the home, to counsel the wife, to counsel the children. If we cannot do that, guess what? You will not be able to walk in certain wisdom. You will not be able to walk, amen, in the power to execute, in the power to bring forth, in the power to push forth. All right? In the world system today, in the humanistic world we live in today, they will tell you, well, uh, that's not the position of the man. Unfortunately, you want to rewrite the Bible. The position of the man, amen, via his place and his calling, amen, as the head, as the leader, amen, as the husband, is to release counsel. So when you create an environment that makes it difficult for the man to release counsel, guess what? You've shot yourself on the foot. I just felt I needed to drop that. All right, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. But that's not that's this is not where we're going this morning. But I think the Lord, Amen, wants us to look at that. The spirit of 
power authority goes with alongside with counsel. Have you noticed that the things of God are always in peace? <laughs> you know, like I said yesterday, if you want freedom, you've got to love truth. Yes, if you want freedom, you've got to love truth. You shall know the truth and the truth to what? Set you free. <laughs> so that, that, that if, you're, if you're not a lover of truth, if you're not a seeker of truth, if you're not pursuing truth, you will remain in perpetual bondage. Whatever that bondage is or means, amen, that thing will continue to have a, a grip, a hold. Listen to this. Truth is not something you select. In truth, you have to open every aspect of your life. You can't say, well, 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 okay, I, I, I love that one, I love that one, uh, but that one, let's not talk about that one. It doesn't happen like that with truth. In the truth of the kingdom, amen, there is no compromise. All right? So I just felt I needed to drop that. So we go back to, we go back to, uh, um, Okay, let me quickly go back to uh, Genesis chapter 9. I think I'm done with 1 Corinthians. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 9. Listen to this. The scripture says in verse 1, Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase and multiply and fill the earth. This is the declaration. This is the declaration in the new day. This is the declaration, amen, of the new day. God wants Noah, Noah to be fruitful. God wants you and I to be fruitful. He said, God bless Noah, amen, and his sons. God, listen to this. God bless Noah and his sons. The same son he cursed. <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> hey, somebody see what I'm saying? God bless Noah and his son, saying to them, he didn't say to Noah alone, saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and the dread of you, amen, will fall on all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the sky and every creatures that move along the ground and all the fish in the sea. They are given to you, amen, they are given into your hand. Everything that lives and moves, amen, will be food for you. Just, just as I give you the green plants, amen, I give you I give you everything. This is the declaration of the Lord. I mean, God blessed Noah and his sons. Only for Noah, amen, in, in, uh, uh, in, in verse 20. Only for Noah to be, cursing, to be cursing his own son. And the point that we are dragging here, we are pulling out here, we are, we, are, we are gleaning here, amen, is the fact that Noah did not have a full understanding of the nature of the new day. He had an understanding of where he was coming from. He knew how to live righteous, amen, in the land where there was evil, where there was perversion, amen. Noah was just all by himself here. It was just Noah, his family, amen. This is just the new day, the new beginning. God is starting something fresh, amen. Sometimes, you know, it's easy for us to have a standing when we are aware, amen, of the kind of devil that we're dealing with. It's so easy for us to know, to you know, when you know that You've, there are enemies there, There's, there are Namphilims there, all right, there are giants there. It gives you, amen, that sense of awakening every morning. Now you know that there's a devil that wants to destroy you. You know that there is a, there's an enemy locking around that wants to destroy your child, amen. It gives you a sense of awareness, a sense of, amen, vig, you know, vigilance, yes. You see, and that's why a lot of people, you know, in church, oh, let's pray, hallelujah. We bind the spirit of, it's good to bind the spirit that you know. How do you deal with the ones you don't know? 
But that's not even what I'm talking about. You see, what I'm saying is when you know that, you know, there's somebody in your office that don't like you and they made it clear, all right? You know how to what? To distance yourself from those people, amen? When you know you're living in an environment where, you know, maybe somebody, people envy you. It's easy for you to know how to, you know, put your distance. But how do you define, amen, how to protect yourself in a place where everything Amen. Basically, is is controlled by you. You you are in charge of everything. All right. And this is where Noah found himself. I mean, there were no enemies back there. Amen. The enemy are the things that he produced. The enemy are the enemy that came from within him. The enemies are the ones that came from within him. The things he had not killed. The things he had not addressed. The things, amen. He was not aware of. The enemy used the very thing that he loved to defeat him. There were no giants back in, the, in, in, in this new day. The old giants have been, have been swallowed up by water. <laughs> They've been killed. Are you seeing? We're, I'm talking about how, how to step into, how to interact with newness. Our sense of arrival, our sense of you know, achievement, our sense of rest. You know, I need, I need, I, that sense of I need a holiday. You know, I've been walking. I've been fighting. I've been doing this thing. Now I need to rest. You can be defeated in the place of your rest. You can be defeated when you think, oh, well, 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 now there are no enemies. That's when the enemy comes in like a thief. When you least expect. The Bible says, Noah, I'm reading Genesis 9, 20. Noah, and Noah, a man of the soil. If you're a man of the soil, listen to this. If you're a man of the soil, you've got to understand earlier the, how to interact with the soil, how to interact with the produce of the soil, how to amen, live your life such that what you produce. Because you see, that, I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want to be praised for what they produce? Who doesn't who doesn't want to be you know to be you know to be appreciated? I mean, you do you do something suddenly, amen. That thing came to fruition. All right, you 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 started something and you see the fulfillment of that project. Wow! It, it, I mean, it, it calls for celebration. I'm saying even within the atmosphere, the ambience of celebration, if we're not careful, we can just meet our demise. We can just find ourselves, amen, falling into a pit that has been dug that we don't even know exists. What am I saying? We're tracking, amen, the, 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 the depth, the inner realities of the soul life. This is, this is every, every kingdom that collapsed, every empire, hallelujah, that was defeated, amen, were defeated from within. Were defeated from within. A perspective, a sense that is not aligned, that is not programmed to, you know, to, to look at things from the eyes of God. A wrong sense of judgment, a wrong sense of timing. A wrong sense of self. Or a, a wrong sense of understanding. Those are the things that kill most, you know, powerful people. People that are highly resourced. Successful people amen, are destroyed. Most times successful people, people are not destroyed by the external forces. They are destroyed by their internal, you know, uh, 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 dysfunctionality that they don't even know exists. I tell you, friends, the things that we're talking about this morning, very important. Very important. This is what destroyed, you know, David. This is what destroyed Noah. Come on. Many of the kings got destroyed by these things that we're dealing with. Having a, having a true heavenly self-perspective allow us to live our life in what I call divine modesty. 
to live our life, amen, in modesty, in living our life, amen, in that conscious reality of how to how to how to walk, how to how to journey. Listen, in verse one, the Bible says, God bless Noah. God bless Noah and his sons. In the same chapter, by 20, event has over, overtaken Noah to the point that he found himself waking up to curse his own son. Did you see how generation begins to degenerate? Ah, come on, friends. Did you see, amen, how generation began to degenerate? The degeneration of generation began from our own falling, collapsed human soul. Out of anger, you open your mouth, you say things, you do things, you make decisions that you're not well informed of. You, 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 you take amen, you know, uh, 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 steps that you're not supposed to take because amen, you allow the moment to capture you, to override amen, your, 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 your true value. That happens to us many times. We have to be very careful and aware that there are there are there are there are things that we are dealing with that we cannot see. It's easy to deal with an enemy you know. But how do you deal with an enemy you don't know? How do you deal with an enemy you're not even aware it may exist? That's the point that I'm making this morning. This is a man who built an altar for God. He should have, he should have lived his life within the ambience of that altar. Because that's what altar does. It regulates our life. It regulates our character. It regulates our motive. Amen. When we have altars in our life, amen, it tells us how to engage the things of God. I mean, the Bible says, Noah, a man of the soil, proceed, proceeded to plant a vineyard. I mean, he loved it. The Bible says he, he was a man of the soil. He loved the soil. He loved, you know, uh, uh, planting things. He loved the world of famine, if you will. He proceeded to plant a vineyard when he drank some of, 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 his, of his wine. He drank some of the wine that he planted. Amen. The Bible says he became drunk. That's the problem. He became drunk. How do you drink and not become drunk? You get the point that I'm making? How do you get blessed and not be overwhelmed by the blessing? How do you get wealthy and not be overwhelmed by your wealthy? How do you become successful and not be overwhelmed by your success to the point that you look down on other people? There are people who were very poor. When they came into wealth, suddenly they forgot where, where God brought them from. How God brought them to where they are. Suddenly their perspective to life changes. They begin to look down at other people. Now they can't relate with certain people in their family again because those people are not in their class. They can't connect with certain friends again because those friends all right, are not in their level. They became, they, they became you know, elites. Today we have elite pastors. I used to have some of them in, in you, know, when, when, you know, when I came to this country. Of course, I still have some of them in Nigeria. But at least when I came to this country, I knew some of them. So-called elite pastors. But when they have problems, they will come to me. When they are having issues, they will come to me. But nobody knows that I'm counseling them. But if you see these guys, they're like, wow. They are the, they are the key guys in town. I, I don't want to, of course, I will never mention their names. But they know themselves. And at a time, you know, I was condoning them. And at one morning, the Lord said to me, Isaiah, these people 
have missed it and they are not ready. They are still working in pride. You don't need to befriend such people. They are just using you. So you know what I did? I delete them. I unfriend them. I delete them. I delete their name. Remove their, remove their contact from my, you know, from my phone. You know why? Because they want to portray what they are not. And these are the people that are creating problems in the church. So when you look at them, you think, wow, they sleep in heaven. And you look at, you know, the car they are riding, you know, where they, you know, where, where they situate their, their so-called ministry. How they travel in and out of the country. And, and, and that becomes something, a motivation for, for their members, all right, to be pursuing. I want to be like my pastor. So you start chasing a wind. You start chasing something that is not real. Not knowing that that person you call your pastor, he had to come and submit and, and try to connect to another man of God that you don't even know. For him to survive. I unfriend them. You see, because when you lack integrity and honesty, you will always live in the shadow. Come on. You will always live in the shadow. You see, this is me. I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing hidden. I have nothing. I, I don't have any hidden agenda. This is who I am. When you see me, this is what you're going to see. There's, what you see here is this is no show. This is me. This is my life. Everything that I represent are a reflection of who I am from the within. And this is what God is looking for. God is not looking for duality. He's not looking for, you know, uh, uh, come on. These people have been, have been overcome by their so-called little, little success. One of them said to me, I know, man of God, you know, if you help me, I, I, I'm, going, I'm just going to introduce you to some people that is going to be, help you to publish your materials. Material. I'm still waiting for him. Maybe, he will, maybe next tomorrow, maybe next year he will remember that he said that. No, 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 we know people here and there. We, uh, you know, because they thought that I'm moved by things like that. That's why I don't, I don't give my material to publishers. No, I don't. Because I don't, have, I don't have the kind of time and the resource to go and waste. Just because, you know, I want, I want somebody to publish my book and see and say, wow, this is... A, no, my books are published by me. Because they are information to be consumed. If there's a mistake, I will correct it. If I can't correct, I give it to somebody else to correct. But they are, inf they are information that is transforming lives. You know, this thing we put uh, a few days ago on, uh, uh, um, on social media, you know, on affirming your children. Somebody sent me a message from America. He said, wow, is this, is this for real? Is this, are all this from the scripture, from the Bible? I said, yes, lady. <laughs> people don't know. I mean, people are shocked, surprised. You see, you is what God is interested in. The product that come out of you can be perfected by others. But listen to this. You are the original product. You are the original product. What is on the inside of me, nobody can take it. It's original. It's original. And originality, amen, does not speak into your environment. No, no, no. Environment can be transformed, amen, by money. Money cannot transform what in the, what's on the inside of me. <laughs> Are you getting the point that I'm making? I want us to understand that it's time that we become authentic. Why did Noah got to the point where he woke up just because he felt embarrassed, just because he felt, you know, I, I mean, that's the word, he felt embarrassed and he felt, why would my son not cover me? He's a child for goodness sake. 
even though he's married, but he doesn't know better. But Noah took it upon himself. You see, as we celebrate the wisdom of Noah, as we celebrate the knowledge of Noah, as we celebrate the things, the capacity, his engineering capacity, amen, as we celebrate the capacity to stand in the days of evil and bring his people to the next season, we also must look into the mistake. If we don't look at this mistake, we will repeat the mistake. You will, listen to this, you will be defeated by your own success. <laughs> I've seen it happen to a lot of men of God. A lot of good Christians I've seen uh, uh, suddenly God, God brought them into well suddenly their voice changed <clears throat> uh, hello hello how are you doing my brother I said excuse me <laughs> are you not the same person that I used to know suddenly their voice changed their outlook changes can money change you does money change a person no it's cosmeo it's cosmetics if I'm controlling $10 billion tomorrow, I will still be who I am. I will still be speaking like this. My, my voice will... <laughs> Come on. You see, you have to make declaration. You have to know where you stand. You have to know. If you don't, if you don't know who you are, if you don't know your true identity, if you have not affirming yourself in your true identity, I'm telling you, you will get into certain realm. You will get into certain success. You will enter into certain place. You will come among certain people. Listen to this. You, you will not feel comfortable in your own skin. Insecurity will be written all over you. And when the devil sees that you are insecure... It will give you a price. It will offer you a price you cannot resist. That's why in the world system, they say every man has got a price. They are, they are right. But if you're in the kingdom, you don't have a price. But if you're not in the kingdom, I tell you, you've got a price. You've got a price and they will buy you. <laughs> you've got a price. They will buy you. Have you seen what is going on in the world of, you know, uh, of, the world of IT? You see how these people are buying everything. You just wake up one day with some good idea, and you want to, you want to, you want to begin to, you know, you know, engage society, and you're competing with, you know, the, 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 the people like the like the, the Facebook or your 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 Microsoft or you know or your Google of this world. Listen to this: they will buy, they will buy you over. Merger and acquisition, they will they will buy you. <laughs> I told you about this platform we're using, you know, uh, uh, Anchor. I mean, I mean, I, I came into Anchor when Anchor was still still small. They're still, still doing their own thing. Before I knew it, one morning I realized, you know, Spotify has bought over Anchor. I said, Lord Jesus, <laughs> that's the that's the name of the game. You try to do something if you don't have a vision, if you don't have a sense of, you know, direction and purpose because you, you are in need of money, you are in need of resource, amen, and, and because the world is, we, need, we, want, we, 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 we want exposure. If you look at all of the things that the, the, the world concept of marketing and economy use in promoting, you, who doesn't want their product to be promoted? Who doesn't want to be known? Everybody wants to be known. So you see, when they know that you want to be known, you want to you want to make money, all right, and you you want your business to they say, join us. If you say no, no, they, they will offer you something. When they say, okay, we we offer you, you know, at 10, 10, 10 million. And we maybe we'll give you partnership. You will become a slave to your own to your own product. 
And if you want to do such a thing, you better, oh, you better go get the best of the best of the wise people to give you counsel. So you don't sell that which heaven has given to you for the fact that you don't have a resource for now. That's why I said people who are very shrewd in the, in the world of marketing, in the, in, in, out there in the world, people like Google, they, they, these, these guys are, are dangerous in terms of aggressive marketing. They will give you that thing for free. You will use it for the next 10 years of your life. Earlier. After 10 years, they put a price tag on it. You are hooked. You can't, you can't run away. You can't say no again. <laughs> they own you. The power of Google today is the power of data. Think of the number of people using 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 uh, 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 YouTube. How many people do you know in the world, amen, that are not connected to Gmail? <laughs> I've been using Gmail, amen, in the early nineties. I've been using Gmail. I came to South Africa. People are still using, you know, uh, Telcom. I'm like, what's what's Telcom? You know. Your name is at, at Telcom. I say, excuse me, don't you? And you, people are paying. I say, excuse Don't you know about Gmail? So what's Gmail? Like? Come on. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? They will give you for free. Yahoo, for free. But they know what they want. You see, they know that humans do not have amen, the, the power of, of constraint. They don't have the power of delay. Delay is a power. In marketing, somebody must teach you about the power of delay. You keep it there. You invest the thing there. You keep it running. All right. You just, you see, what are we doing? I, I don't even have that understanding of, you know, the world's marketing. But if today, if I want to monetize the things that we're doing, all right, I just need to look for a nice, you know, uh, marketing, God knows what, and give them, because I've, we've got enough resource online for marketing to shake to to shake to shake atmosphere to shake nations only one 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 video i just market just one video it creates it creates trouble <laughs> imagine imagine if i have if i have to if i have to promote close to 400 materials we've got online they'll be looking for you but we are not into all of those crazy things now those are the things that all some of these pastors who are into marketing who have no sense of understanding that they need to wait on the Lord. They'll, they'll be looking for, you know, material they, 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 can, they can change to go preach. I appreciate those who, I mean, who are connected to us, who have the sense of decency and wisdom and say, I'm connected to you, man of God. I want to listen to you. Can I have your material? Can I use it? I appreciate people like that. But not those ones who, who go back behind you to download and do all those crazy things. And they go change it. They go preach it. And somebody say, wow, what, what an anointing. No, you lie. That's not your material. You know that. <laughs> Some of them don't even know that I know these things. But anyway, I'm just showing you something that if we're not careful, we can be defeated. Even in the context of our own success. That's just what I'm saying. You can, listen, you cannot, you cannot separate integrity, ethics from success. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. You know, Noah got defeated in the new day that heaven brought him to because he didn't know how to, how to enter the new day. That's why we're tracking this. That's why we're looking at all this. So we know how to engage. We know how to communicate. We know how to interact. We know how to live our life. Amen. We, are, we, 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 we don't just suddenly wake up one day earlier and we come into affluence, blessing, and suddenly we, got, we get drunk. We get drunk by what our own hand produced.
Do you see how we have to be awakened and be brutal to the soul life? Say Satan has desired to sift you. Jesus said, but I've prayed for you. Say when you stand, make sure you keep your brother standing. Can we, can, we, can, we, can we come to a divine resolution and say, as we enter and engage this new day, that we will not capitulate, that we will not bow the knees, that we will not fall, we will not crumble, amen, at, at the things that we begin to produce. Because people, because we've been talking about it, yes, the Lord is going to use us mightily. God is going to bring us into favor. God is going to open doors for us. Powerful things that will begin to happen in our life. Yes, that's what we want. But in the midst of that, we also need to, amen, remember that we can be so carried away by our success, by our victory, amen, by our advancement to the point that we begin to lose sight of what matters to the degree that Noah caused his own son. We can't afford to cause the next generation. A generation God already blessed. You say, what are you talking about? Let's go to verse 1 again. When God, excuse me, didn't God know that, you know, Noah is going to make this mistake? Why did God bless his son? Because, listen to this, God doesn't preempt our idea. That's not God for you. All right. Somebody said, because God knows all things. Why didn't God, why didn't God try to stop Noah? Why? <laughs> excuse me. God gave us free will. God did not create us as angels. He created us in his own image and in his own likeness. So by now you understand that the image and the likeness of God is not a feature. It's not a color of skin. It's not white or black or yellow or green. Hallelujah. The image and the likeness of God amen, are the internal realities, are the internal values, amen, are the concept of will, emotions, amen, the way God interacts, the way God sees, the way God you know, looks at us, the way God designed us, amen. Are expressions, amen, of who he is. Who he is, amen, is a spirit. God is a spirit. God is not white, neither is it black. So when you talk about the images, the image of God, you, you paint the image of a white man, say it's Jesus. I, well, you know, my children, you know, we, when, when they're watching program, you know, a lot of Christian program, he says, is that Jesus? I said, well, it's not Jesus. They only use that man to represent Jesus. You have to tell your children. Because your children are going to grow up with a mindset and say, well, Jesus is a white man. He's not a white man. Neither is Jesus a black man. Because now we've got the other side. And say, well, Jesus came from Africa. So <laughs> we are painting Jesus, you know, as a black man. The best you can paint, well, Jesus is a Jew. At least Jesus is a Jew. But the Jesus Christ, hallelujah, of Nazareth, the man, amen, the house Christ himself, yes, is, is from Nazareth. But the real Christ is a spirit. He came from heaven. That which is from heaven is above all, amen. We are from heaven, not of the earth. We are made of the Father. We are created in Him, in His image. In Him we live, we move. In Him we have all of this thing we have to teach our children because they are growing up. They grow up in a world that is infested by racism. That the battle today is a battle of color. It's a battle of where, you, where you're born, where you come from. You have to teach your children, of course, systematically. So they don't develop what I call systemic racism. The children can be black and develop a man, a racist spirit. And hate the white people because of what they've heard. Because of what they've seen. Because of the, what they watch. We don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. They must be able to relate with people based on their values, not on their color of skin. Then God bless Noah and his sons. 
So all those people that say, well, 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 you see, the generation of the generation of Noah's sons were 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 you know were were cursed. Excuse me. Did God cost any any of any any of any of the son of Noah? Excuse me, does the curse of Noah override you know the blessings of, of, of God? Of course not. When God blesses a thing, nobody can shift it. Not even listen, one of the things I declared when 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 I came into the realities of truth that I know, I said, I am blessed of God. The curse in my family bloodline has no power, has no control over my life. That one is gone. And I went, I went as far as changing even my son's name. Say <laughs> so you're crazy. Yes, that was, that was how crazy I was when, he, when I was growing the things of God. I was determined. I had nothing to lose. You see, when you, when, you, when you are so sure of the presence of God in your life, you will make decisions that you know only God can defend. And that was me. I'm not advising anybody to do that. But that is me. My, my faith was from another realm. I was operating faith from another dimension. And it paid. It paid. It paid. Hallelujah. It paid. Today, I can thank God. And I look back and say, yes, Father, thank you. I brought forth a, a new generation for my children. Hallelujah. Then God blessed Noah and his sons. I love, I love that word. But Noah, amen. have you noticed that it is the nature and the character? It is something that Noah did. Noah did not just woke up and decide, okay, I'm going to curse my son. But it was something that Noah did that warranted amen, an action that led to a curse. That's why they say a curse without purpose cannot alight. So what's the lesson? We need to learn. We need to understand how to connect with this new day. And this is something that must, deal, must connect to how we relate with people. People will do certain things around us. Maybe you are their boss. You want to just, you know, get angry. You, 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 need, you need wisdom. Could be your children. You need wisdom. You need, you need understanding to know how to. Remember, uh, a, a lot of people now in this post-corona, you know, many people don't know even how to handle, how to handle things. A lot of people don't know how to handle pressure. All right? your, your boss will be steaming, will be angry, and, be, and you want to make decisions, get angry, you know. Some people just wake up one minute and say, I'm not going to work again. You will lose your job and you may not get another one. So you've got to understand that people right now are on the edge. Things have not normalized. Amen. Maybe humans, amen. maybe the workplace is, everything is looking as if, but you know, it is going to take a while. It's going to take time, amen, for people to begin to know how to connect and relate and, and get their sense of sanity again. So if you are in that position where you are leading people or you are in a team, you've got to have a sense, amen, of calmness, amen. You, you, you must be the one calming people down. Uh, let's not get too angry. Okay, let's, let's just, 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 let's take a, 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 you know, a, a break. Don't put yourself under pressure. Don't allow amen, the idea of, wow, it's a new day. Some of us just see new things. You, you come into new things. You're coming into new ideas, new opportunities. And you're just trying to grab everything without having a sense of understanding. That wait a minute, you've got to slow down. You may just find yourself being drunk. That's a key word. That's a key word heaven has been highlighting for us yesterday and today. You don't want to get drunk. To get drunk means to lose your sense of direction. To lose your sense of composure. 
to lose your sense of stability, to lose your sense of reasoning, to lose your path. Amen. People who are who are drunk can't walk on a straight path. Is that not the first thing they do? When the police catch you on the road, amen, and then they're trying to test if you're, they ask you to walk on a straight line. You always fail. <laughs> yes. No matter how you try, you, you're going to miss your step. All right? So we want to walk in the path. We want to keep our focus. We want to keep our direction. We want to keep a cool, you know, headed head. We want to want to allow the Spirit of God to guide us. We want to allow the Spirit of God to instruct us. We don't want to be overwhelmed by the success or even by things that seem not to be working. Take time. Study. The, the Bible says the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit umpire your heart in this new day. Let the Spirit of God, amen, begin to stir joy in your heart. Wake up in the morning and make proclamation. Today, I am full with joy. Because I listen and I obey the voice of God. Today, I walk in righteousness. Righteousness means to be in proximity with God. Today, I walk in righteousness. I live in the authority and in the directions and in the directions of the spirit. I submit to his ways, to his voice. Today I will hear, I will listen, I will obey, I will respond to what the Lord amen, is saying to me. I will fulfill, I will carry out what the Lord has ordained for me. I will not be anxious. I will not be pushed aside. I will not make unnecessary decisions. I will wait for the, the voice of God, the intentions of God, the plans of God to direct me. I will excel. I will succeed. I will, I will understand. I will relate with people in wisdom, in love, in care, in understanding. I will show love to people. I will show care to people. I will try to reason with people. You have to declare it. You have to proclaim it upon yourself. You have to say it. You have to say it. You have to keep declaring it. What you say, what you say and what you hear yourself say, amen, can change your life. What you hear yourself say, amen, can change how you think. You have to change how you think. You have to change how you see. You have to change how, how, how you connect to people. I will not, I will not be prejudiced. No. I refuse to look at people on the face value. I will honor people. I will respect them. I will honor my home, my family. I will protect. I will provide. I will secure. I will lead. You have to declare that. And of course, you pray that upon your children. As you pray for yourself, make declaration upon yourself. Do the same, amen, for the people around you. Do the same for your boss. Take time to pray for your boss. It's time. You must pray for your children. Pray for your boss. Amen. Pray for your you know, colleagues because this is, those are the atmosphere of where you work. Someone say, oh, excuse me, I've not even prayed for myself. Why should I be praying for your boss? Then you're not ready to excel. Then you're not ready to succeed. That's Joseph. Joseph found favor before his boss. You call him by name. Call her by name. Pray for her. You see, when you start praying for people, you change their spiritual atmosphere. You change their life. Is that not the reason why God puts us in certain places? And we just go to work. They have no sense of engagement all right, with the people around them. God didn't put you there just to make money. He put you there to change people's life. To transform people's life. To impact people's life. Amen. Because that person is still human being. All right, that difficult person. Listen, when people express anger, hatred, difficulty, 
is because something on the inside of them is crying out. All right. So the best way, the only way they can express, you know, how they feel on the inside is true. Amen. Their office, they, you know, people will use their office to 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 release their steam because now you your 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 secretary or whoever amen, cannot say, "Don't talk to me that way." So the person just get angry, and you're wondering, "What did I do? <laughs> you didn't do anything." The person is just using you to to release steam. But if you're a, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, amen, like that young damsel, you say, "Well, whatever the prophet asks you to do, just do it." All right, this, this is a time to help your boss, help help them. God wants you, amen. You are placed there to change their life, to resource them, to develop them. They may be above you, but guess what? You're above them spiritually. Cover them. Don't just think of money, money, money. No, cover them. And God will supply all your needs. Come on, friends. It's a good, good word. Father, we want to thank you this morning. It's a place to stop. We honor you, Father, for your counsel and purpose thank you for this rich word thank you for your wisdom every day indeed you daily loads us with benefit thank you for the benefits once again that we receive this morning as we continue to interact oh god with this brand new day lord there are things that we still don't know we are yet to understand we might have been able to escape yes the destructions of the past and you've brought us into a new day. Now we are asking for sight, wisdom, grace, knowledge, understanding, counsel, oh God. Yes, you've spoken to us this morning that for us to walk in the power of counsel, we have to listen to others. We have to have the ear and ears. We have to be willing to listen. Say, be, be slow to speak. Be slow to speak. We have, we, have to, we have to be slow. We have to listen to wisdom. And the ones that we know that are not aligned with your will, we, we discard them. But we have to learn to listen. Because indeed, you have deposited wisdom, treasures in the lives of others, oh God. And we can, we can really fast track, enhance our life by just learning from others. So we thank you this morning that we'll be good students. We will, we will listen, we will obey. As we learn, oh God, from those who have gone ahead of us, Father, help us to apply these lessons into all the areas of our life as husbands and wives, as fathers, as mothers, oh God, as teachers, Lord, as statement. Help us, oh God. Yes, Father, we engage in the spirit, oh God, of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Thank you for the sevenfold reality of your nature in our life. We go out there this morning to excel, to prosper. Thank you, Lord, that you have enriched us. We receive all the fullness, yes, of the blessings of God. We proclaim our life this morning enriched, oh God. Father, we thank you that we are fruitful, we are productive as husbands, as wives, oh God, as mothers, as fathers. We thank you, Spirit of God, this morning that we go out, out there, oh God, in our workplace, we express, we exhibit the wisdom of Joseph. We thank you, oh God, that we have favor, oh God, before, yes, oh God, the potiphers of this world. We bless you, we honor you. Lord, thank you that your glory will continue to cover us. Your glory will continue to cover us. We will continue to express your presence and goodness. We bless you. We glorify you. Thank you, Father, for everyone this morning that have connected, oh God, in this live broadcast. Thank you for your blessing, your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you, Father, for that which you have ordained for them for this brand new day as they go about in their unique realities of, of lifestyle. I thank you that you will prosper them. You will grant them, Lord, favor in the marketplace. You will grant them grace. You will grant them wisdom, knowledge, understanding will be their portion. Thank you, Spirit of God, that they are quick, yes, to listen. They're quick to listen. They're slow to respond. Respond in love. 
They will respond, O oh God, in grace, in wisdom. We thank you, O oh God, this day. We bless you for all of the things that you have, yes, prepared for us. We walk into them, Lord. We bless you. We say this morning that we are able to do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He's our light. He walks with us. In him, this day we live, we have our being. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are our joy. Yes, we receive joy. We receive peace. We receive tranquility. In the name of Jesus, we bind our mind this day to your staying power, to your staying will. We declare that we will not do things hastily. No, we will not respond in the flesh. We will not yield, oh God, yes, to the activities of the fallen human nature. We, we are crucified with Christ this morning. We declare that it's not longer us who lives but christ who lives in us that the life we live in this body in this flesh we live by the faith of him who loved us and died for us we proclaim this morning we take up our cross we follow you we live lord in the directions and the grace of god of your spirit we thank you this morning that our lines are falling in pleasant places we have goodly heritage favor in the name of jesus is our portion breakthrough is our portion thank you lord for the treasures of your grace and spirit upon our life we enter, O oh God, into the fullness of your plan for this day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you everyone this morning for joining this live broadcast. I really appreciate particularly those who are connected to us this morning that I can't see where you're connecting from. I can't see your face. God knows where you are and God knows, amen, that he will continue to build you up as you continue to seek and, you know, desire his presence and his, and his way, all right? Continue to develop the spirit of counsel. Continue to come as the spirit of God will grant us grace. will continue to resource you and empower you. I want to believe this morning that the Lord, amen, has touched you in some very good areas of your life. I believe the Lord has enriched you and, and build you up again in the knowledge of that which, amen, he's is saying and requiring for this brand new day. So thank you everyone once again. Hopefully uh, I might be coming later because we need to start the school, uh, our prophetic leadership school. But if we cannot start today, then tomorrow we still have, you know, some few lessons to complete on uh, uh, the economy of God. Of course, it's all part of, you know, the principle of the economy of God that we've been doing for a while. So thank you so very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Bye-bye.